Did you put the accent on this time? <laughs> yeah, I said like I used to do that a lot, didn't I? God, you God used, now. Yeah, it used to be Mexican. It's not being racist, but slightly Chinese. Okay. Slight element of Chinese. What is your dog on to now? Like, what's he doing? Oh, stop scratching you! I can't say I'm going to kill him because you'll use that in bloody uh, episodes or outtakes. What I want to clarify is I do actually love my dogs a lot. But you just beat them. I do not beat them. It's just occasionally they, they kind of shake. It's a bit like Asian parents. They love their children, but we will give them a snack. Yeah. My dogs remind me of Asian kids. Because they're brown. They're not that kind of brown. One of them hey, is brown. We come in all shades. I was about to say shades and sizes, but I guess works too. My dog's more kind of caramel brown, I'd say. I like to call myself salted caramel. <laughs> I like a good salted caramel milkshake. Who doesn't like anything salted caramel? It's pretty nice. I did have a long conversation about salted caramel and how great it was the other day. Did you? Yeah. That must have been a fascinating conversation. Yeah, yeah. I'm very interesting. Yeah. If you hadn't noticed. Oh, yeah, I had I'd noticed how interesting you were. You managed to do almost 100 episodes with me, Matt, so it must be very interesting. Yeah, I, I usually sleep through the bits you're talking there. Really? Yeah. I fall asleep during editing. Like, editing the last episode, I fell asleep so many times. <laughs> I probably shouldn't do it lying down yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah, I mean, to us, I just like listening to the sound of my own voice, so that's why I love this podcast. So I hope that your voice is the reason I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I end up cutting out, like, ten minutes, and I couldn't figure out what ten minutes I cut out. So I just had to edit it again, and that's how I managed to edit so much crap out of that episode. <laughs> I think I went on a rant about one of the Trumps, and halfway through it cut off, and it led to the beginning of the episode when we actually started talking about shit. Yeah. I was like, what did I cut out? I can't remember. I can't be bothered to go back and find it. So I just have to cut even more out so it looks normal. Sounds normal, not looks. You can't watch your podcast. Yeah. If you tried, you'd be very bored. Yeah, we've got to get the medium right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, see, mm-hmm. see, now we're getting why that guy hated us having a podcast on YouTube. Why? Because you can't watch a podcast. I've got half wet, half dry hair, which is really, because my hair's kind yeah. of frizzy curly, so it looks very bad, and I'm wearing mismatched pyjamas. Ah. I do have my glasses on, though, so at yeah. least I look somewhat intelligent but then again i don't have glasses because i'm intelligent i have them because i'm blind so yeah that's why i don't understand why people always thought like in films and stuff growing up a sign of glasses was a sign of intelligence yeah sign of glasses the sight of glasses was a sign of intelligence Mm. but it's bullshit it's a a sign that you know your eyesight shit yeah can be very deceiving that can't it yeah if anything we fail worse than other people because i like trip over a lot if i'm not wearing my glasses and also if i'm wearing my glasses i trip over a lot so you just fall over a lot basically a day hasn't gone by that i haven't at least tripped a little bit god are you like an old person or something like that? I proper fall over as well, and like it has no effect on me anyway a- anymore. Other people, if they see me fall over, they're like, "Oh my mm. god, are you okay?" I'm just like, "Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it happens every day." Yeah, I've just got used to it. Yeah, and I have bruises all over my body, and like I don't even know where they come from. Like I've got this really ugly, greeny, purple one that's been on my leg for ages now. Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm sure that's it. not gangrene or something. Shite. I knew I should go to the doctor more often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, coming from a medical trained person like myself, <laughs> you know, I think you need to get that checked on. 
I'm probably more medical trained than you. What? Cause you, you, oh, I can't say where you work, can I? No, I just meant I watched ER. I forgot about where I worked. Oh, yeah. I watched ER. Yeah, and you've had plastic surgery. So. And I've had tons of plastic surgery. And I still look like this, which means, which isn't a good advert for plastic surgery. No, no. But then again, isn't. they can't see me. We've already established this. Yes, yeah, so we really should stop going on about visual stuff we should just have our own tv show i think oh god that would be that would be quite something because we're fine because this is just talking but if we actually have to be on camera i don't think we'd talk as much we'd be very shy i also think that people wouldn't want to see us they'd want us to have more plastic surgery probably it's lucky that i work at a plastic surgery's office then yeah surgery's office i don't even think that's what they're called clinic Clinic, i'm the medically trained person here (laughs) So you work at a plastic surgeon's clinic? Yeah, yeah. And you've had plastic surgery? Is that yeah, like, I get a discount. Is that part of the job, that you have to have that done? Yeah, it's a bit like, you know, when you work at Topshop, you have to wear Topshop clothing. Ah. Yeah, so it's like that. Yeah. Talking of surgery... I wonder if that's the same as being, like, an undertaker. So if you work at an undertaker, you have to be dead. What? I don't know. Uh, probably should move on at some point. I, I did try and segue it by saying, speaking of surgery. Oh. Anyway, I think maybe intro music. Is it time yeah, for? Yeah, Possibly. Should... Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Insert here, please. Where we talk about stuff. Thank you very much. That's what she said. <laughs> she said, In, insert some smooth jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> jazz all over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. Um, <laughs> the wrong vowel, man. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying not to be too obvious. <laughs> I had to make it obvious just in case some people didn't get it. Yeah, jazz in your ears. Do you want to start this one? Not particularly, but okay. Yeah. No, I think you should. I really do think you should start this one. No, you've got to say the first victim. <laughs> I've got to say the first victim. No, we have to do the background on what the fuck are we talking about. Because oh. we didn't actually say it. We're, we're talking about the Cleveland Torso murders. And the Cleveland Torso murders refer to a group of killings that happened in Rio de Janeiro. Fuck me, I thought it was in Cleveland. Yeah, I know. It's it's very shocking. Uh, it's just like a M. Night Shyamalan twist, I think, calling it the Cleveland yeah. Torso Massacres. And it actually doesn't even refer to Torso Massacres. It's a bunch of people that got their legs amputated. Or their heads. Or their heads. The torso was one of the few things that didn't really get chopped up. Yeah, that was actually intact. Yeah. That's why they needed to have Torso in the name of the murders. Yeah. In fact, they weren't even murders. Most of the people are still alive. Even the beheaded ones. <laughs> Walking around. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't got noticed more, to be honest. Well, they don't talk, so they can't bring their attention to themselves, can they? Perhaps people in Cleveland are just stupid. Don't you mean Rio de Janeiro? Rio de Janeiro. Oh, they're Brazilians, aren't they? Yeah, they're Brazilian. Actually, it's a group of white people that were you know, attacked in Rio de Janeiro and had their legs and heads amputated. Oh, uh, actually, there was, was one black person from Rio de Janeiro that got... Oh, we actually going on to the facts now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 
if we're going to do facts, I should probably say, no, it didn't happen in Rio de Janeiro. It happened in the area of Cleveland. Yeah, let, let's be serious about this. Yeah, Tom. That's, that's kind of lazy journalism as well. Yeah, Tom, just lazy. No, I meant the people that named it the Cleveland Forso Murders. Yeah, yeah. Come on, just smarten it up a bit. Yeah, just... Ruining it for everyone. Yeah. Uh, the Cleveland Torso Murders refers to a group of murders that happened in the Cleveland area, which I've said about 15 times now, <laughs> in between the years of 1935 and 1938. Yeah. And the confirmed victim number comes to 12, but some people think as many as 20 people may have been killed. One of those people is called Peter Merillo. Merillo? Merillo, I think. Let's just call him Mary Lowe, because yeah. it's a bit of an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of my knowledge, Matthew, because I, I don't want to read word for word. I mean, I've got a timeline here, but... Oh, okay, I'll do it. If you say the first victim's name for me, though, because I really don't want to sound like a Oh, smart. are we done with the background? Okay, so I did it well. Okay, then. Yeah, well, um, I've, I've got a lot about the, the victims. Okay. Um, I don't have much about the background. Should I carry on, then? Because I thought you knew more about the background. Oh, no, if you've got more about the background, uh, go wild about it. You know, do whatever you want. Okay, so most of the victims of this torso murderer were said to be drifters. A lot of them were unidentified. And mm. interesting fact, Mr. Elliot Ness, who you might know from, like, gangster movies and stuff. I don't know if he was actually in any gangster movies. because The I Untouchables. That's it. Elliot Ness, he, he was actually somewhat involved in this because he held the position of public safety director of Cleveland mm. at the time. Which is where the murders happened. No, it was in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> 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 but where did it happen again, Tom? <laughs> Read the zero. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That, that's that. I don't think I should talk anymore. No, probably not. The only other piece I'm going to add about background is um, this happened to like kind of during the Depression era, but slightly afterwards. Yeah, but that makes sense because people are always moving to find jobs and money and stuff, so it would be harder to pick up people that have been, well, victims that have gone missing. Yeah, so this happened to a lot of very kind of poor people in general, people who didn't have much going for them, I guess, in a way. I'm going to go do the victims by the order of discovery because it's not actually the order they, they were murdered necessarily, so... The first victim, Tarman's going to say the name for me. But I think the listeners would like to hear you say the name. No, you're going to say it. <laughs> Edward Andrassy. Yeah, Edward. Eddie, uh, for sure. His friends like to call him Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they do. If he had friends, I don't know. He may well have done. Yeah, basically, the, the corpse of a decapitated, emasculated white ma male was found by two teenage boys at the base of Jackass Hill. It's <laughs> <laughs> not funny at all. It's a hill in Cleveland. This is in Kingsbury Run, which is going to be a common theme of this investigation. The body, which was naked except for a pair of socks, was clean and drained of blood. So it's been well looked after, I guess. Around both wrists were rope burns. The coroner, A.J. Pierce, determined that the cause of death was decapitation. Identification was achieved through fingerprints and it was revealed the victim was to be Edward. He was a 28-year-old white male. Um, I think he'd worked as a hospital orderly 
but I think he turned to petty crime recently. There's also rumours that he was gay or something like that, I read somewhere. And he was frequently seen around the Roaring Third, which is an infamous Cleveland neighbourhood. Infamous. Infamous, yeah. Um, it's basically, uh, it's kind of the inner city of Cleveland. It's kind of the gambling and drinking and prostitution district. Where straight-laced people wouldn't go. Yeah, exactly. Nearby Edward's body, they found another body that had also been decapitated and emasculated. The skin had also been treated with some chemical agent, which had led the uh, skin to becoming reddish and leathery. I did read that the head was discovered, apparently. I'm not sure about that. However, this, this victim was never identified, and that's why he's called John Doe the First or John Doe One, whatever you want to call him. He'd been dead for at least a couple of weeks, although some estimates say three to four weeks. Which would make his death the first one before Edward Andrews. Yeah, the first confirmed death. He was estimated to be around 40 years old, they believe. So they were the first two victims to be discovered. And they were the only ones from 1935, right? Yeah, the only ones from 1935. So we now move into 1936 and we move to Florence Pillillo. Florence Genovese Pillillo. Fancy name. Yeah, but fancy name, but doesn't seem like she's a fancy lady. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, January 1936, a woman discovers about half the body of a white female who'd been neatly wrapped in newspapers. A hell of a lot of newspaper. Yeah. And they wouldn't have been free in the Great Depression. Um, well, half a body. That's still a lot of newspaper. But to be mm. fair, we don't know how big she was. She could have been really tiny. Don't but know no, no, big. I've actually got a picture of her. I don't think she would have been that tiny. Oh, I, I didn't quite see. I've actually seen the photos of Edward. Yeah, so have I. No, they're not nice. His head looks a bit weird as well. Mm. Well, it has been decapitated. So. Yeah, I'm not saying he should have made more of an effort. I mean, I'm, I'm looking his at spot. his head right now. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, for a decapitated head, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, it's, uh, you're not going to fall in love with it, though, are you? Although he did look quite a smartly dressed guy, from what I saw. Yeah, three piece suit, waistcoat, yeah. and everything. Yeah, nice clothes. Probably should have moved on. The body had been placed in bushel baskets. I'm not entirely sure what they are. Her head was discovered. Ten days later, a vacant lot nearby Orange Avenue. Cause of death was yet again decapitation. But for some reason, the killer had waited for rigor mortis to set in before chopping up the rest of the body. Probably because of the blood flow, right? Once rigor mortis is set in, that means the blood stops flowing through your body. Whereas before then, wouldn't it be a lot of blood if you're trying to cut someone up? I don't know, but uh, from what I've read, he didn't do it too often with some of the other victims. Well, that just makes it seem sinister. What if he was doing stuff to that body? Ooh doesn't bear thinking about does it identification again was achieved through fingerprints she was identified as being florence pillillo or Genevieve, whatever she's called genevieve yeah well, you say the names uh, i can most of them are john doe yeah yeah <laughs> fuck you i'm saying <laughs> you didn't even say john doe for you no i i can do that one occupations included waitress barmaid and prostitute which i think is what you meant by not very uh respectable whatever you say it's such a cliche to kill prostitutes if you're a serial killer mm. i understand why they do it they live on the fringes of society yeah she's the only confirmed prostitute though mm. we don't know whether he killed more she um resided at east 32nd street which was right on the edge of the roaring fair to so say similar areas where these people are coming from she was the last of the 12 victims to be positively identified we now move on to the John Doe's and Jane Doe's. Did you say her head was never recovered, yeah? No, I said it was uh, discovered at the lot on Orange Avenue. 
But that's wrong. The head wasn't recovered. That's what I got from where I was reading. The head wasn't discovered. It was. It um, was not. To this. What are you reading? Cleveland Police Museum. Yeah, mate, you misread it. It says, here, I've got it in front of me. Everything except the head was recovered. Uh, it must have been the rest of her body then or something. Yeah, the rest of her body. Everything except the head was discovered. All right, smarts. I'm basically your proofreader. I let you go ahead and I let you finish and I say, by the way, that, that and that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's her done. <laughs> Child, I hate I hate people sometimes. <laughs> I like this job. Yeah, uh, June 1936, early one morning in Kingsbury Run, two young boys discovered the head of a white male wrapped in a pair of trousers. Familiar theme through this is this guy's quite inventive with what he wraps the bodies in. Well, the Great Depression, not a lot of money around. He can hardly go down to B&Q and get some plastic wrapping for every time he murders. Yeah, but plenty of effort, though, so top marks for that. And maybe he's just trying to switch up his MO a little bit every time. Yeah, he goes to quite a lot of effort. This um, body was found close to East 55th Street Bridge. The police then found the body of the 20-year-old man the next day, dumped in front of the Nickel Plate Railway Road Police Building. Once again, it had been cleaned and drained of blood. Coroner Pierce determined the cause of death was, again, decapitation. But despite um, there being a fresh set of fingerprints and the presence of six distinctive tattoos on various parts of the body, police were never able to identify the victim. So, yeah, and the, the guy has a death mask as well, I think. Well, it's not really a death mask. I mean, a death mask was a mask. It's like a waxwork. Yeah, but apparently you can see that at the Cleveland Police Museum if you're nearby. So, good advert for them. Yeah. So, yeah, he's John Doe the second, Also known as the Tattooed Man. The tattooed Man, yeah. So, on to John Doe the third. Am I the only one that shocked how many young kids find these bodies? Yeah, that seems they're going around just discovering bodies. All I, the get, time. I guess that is what kids do they run around they get into mischief they go down to all the knocks and crannies they shouldn't go to yeah fucking kids you say fucking kids they're useful they're finding all these victims true i suppose yeah john day the third had been dead at least two months i think so he had been killed before john day the second but he was discovered in july of 1936 and yeah he uh this was a 40 year old white male they think who'd been found at the Big Creek area of Brooklyn. So not in Cleveland? Well, it's west of Cleveland. I think I think it says on that site he's like the only west side victim, whatever that means. Yeah, a pile of uh, um, bloody clothing was nearby. They judged by the enormous quantity of blood that had gone into the ground that this guy had been likely killed where his body was found. Maybe that's why he wasn't found in Cleveland. You never know, he might be getting these other bodies from random places and leaving them in Cleveland. Yeah. That's probably why there's so many John Doe's, they're not even from the area. Yeah, this one's slightly different though, because it seems to have killed him on the spot. Whereas all of these seem like he's probably taken them somewhere or done it 40 year old white male walking through the streets well it might just be because he's bigger he can actually handle himself yeah but i think big creek's near a river or something isn't it so i think i saw a photo of big creek okay so moving on to john doe the fourth discovered in september of 1936 a transient trips over the upper half of a man's torso this is at east 37th street in kingsbury run the police then search a pool that is nearby. I think they said it was something just like a big open sewer. And uh, some poor police diver had to go in and search for bodies. And found parts of both legs. Yeah, so basically the lower half of the torso. 
And apparently there's about 600 onlookers as well who turned out to watch this. They kill might have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you reading the website. <laughs> I might as well do it if you are. <laughs> Decapitation, once again, was the cause of death. But also, coroner noted that there was a lack of hesitation marks in the chopping up of the body, which he believed indicated a strong and confident killer who's very familiar with human anatomy. Obviously, was this is like a sixth one. Yeah, I mean, he's doing pretty well at this point. Or seventh one, I guess, technically. Oh, it depends. There's loads of theories on that, isn't there? So the head had been cut off with one bold, clean stroke. Was he the one that was still alive when this happened to him? I'm pretty sure most of them were still alive. At least, I think most of them were still alive when they were decapitated. Yeah. Again, he was never identified. And it was, I think it was at this point, because six brutal killings had taken place, police still had no suspects or whatever, that Elliot Ness was actually properly became involved after some pressure from the mayor. So he's properly involved in now. So, so sh- why shouldn't he be? Yeah, you, you, I mean, come on. It's At least earn done. your paycheck, Ness. Yeah. I don't care what kind of shit you had going on with Al Pacino and, you know, Al tax evasion. <laughs> Al Pacino and tax evasion and all that stuff. Okay. <laughs> and Coroner Pierce calls for a gathering of police and the coroners and other es- experts. Um, this was dubbed a torso clinic which I quite like the sound of. And basically, I think they're trying to create a profile of someone who could be responsible for these killings. So they're basically doing some detective work. Yeah, which, you know, good on them. And uh, as you mentioned, Peter Merrillo. Mary Lowe. Mary Lowe. That's what I said. You said Merrillo, and I'm calling him Mary Mary Lowe. Whatever. And Martin Zaluski. They went undercover to the more, like, seedier, parts of Kingsby Run and the Roaring Third. It says something they like interviewed at least like 1,500 people or something like that, wasn't it? Again, finally doing some detective work. Yeah, that's pretty dedicated though. They were doing some of that after police hours as well. Again, doing some detective work. It's like doctoring, okay? You don't stop doctoring when you clock off. Still overtime. Well, I don't think you ever stop being a police officer. Yeah, did I say how long he'd been dead for, that one? September. Yeah, he'd been dead for two days. So some of them vary. Some of them have been, like, discovered two or three days afterwards. Some of them were even longer. So we now move to February 1937. It's quite quiet during the winter months, I notice, this guy. Well, Cleveland has harsh weather, yes? Yeah, I suppose you've got to be brave to go out and murder in the cold. You've got to be brave to go out and murder any time. <laughs> yeah. February 1937, upper half of a woman's torso was found. This is a weird one in that the cause of death this time was not decapitation. This had actually happened after she died. The lower torso was not found for another three months. This Jane Doe V was believed to be in her mid-twenties. There was never any identification. So we now move on to June 1937. Um, I think this is the only one that was found as a, a skeletal remains. So, yeah, a human skull was found under a bridge in Cleveland. Next to the skull was this bag which contained the skeletal remains of a black woman. I think she's she's only black victim, isn't she? How did they know that she was a black victim if it was the skeletal remains? I think the skulls do look different. Do they? If I remember rightly, there's something about uh, skulls that look different. Uh, What would my skull look like? I've got no idea. Because I'm not black or white. I don't know, to be honest. Why don't you know this stuff? Why bring it up if you don't know it? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was believed to be around 40 years old. That's why I'd ask them. Do you know how old they are sometimes? Oh, uh, teeth. Ah, oh, teeth. Yeah, good point. It's a bit like dogs, isn't it? <laughs> it's true, yeah. though. 
Yeah. Tell the dog's age from their teeth. You can do the same. Well, not like down to the day, but you've got a rough estimate of teeth. Ah, good point. Yeah. Actually, her, her dental work was what led to an unofficial identification of this woman. She was named as Rose Wallace. And I think on Wikipedia it says that the son was pretty sure it was her, but police. How can you tell? Because of the skeletal remains. Yeah, the police couldn't be sure. But yeah, so possibly Rose Wallace. I was going to say, surely they could do some DNA testing, but don't know how well it was in 19. 19- 37. Mm, I don't know, actually. Yeah, she'd been dead at least one year, so she'd been undiscovered for a long time. So. Undiscovered. Yeah, so she was murdered way before some of these guys. So Move on to July 1937, John Doe VII. Yeah, this young guardsman was standing watched by a bridge, and he saw the first piece of um, victim number nine in the wake of a passing tugboat. And in the coming days, the police would discover the rest of the body. Was it in the river they discovered most of it, wasn't it? Well, yeah, in the Cuyahoga River. Whatever river that is. Good job on the pronunciation. Cuyahoga River, that's it. Yeah. The abdomen had been gutted and the heart had been ripped out. That's pretty gross, even for this guy. Yeah, that seems more vicious and, like, it had a motive behind it. Whereas the other ones, obviously there's motive, but it seems like he just wanted to kill. Whereas yeah. this one feels a bit more personal, ripping someone's heart out. Because uh, there's a theory about this later on, which I think we'll come to. My theory is that this Cleveland murderer didn't actually kill this person, but whoever murdered this person made it similar enough to fit in with that killer's MO yeah. to cover his own reasoning behind it. Was that your theory? Yes, more or less. I didn't even read that theory, but that's actually what I do. I've thought about whether I, like, if I ever killed someone, that's how I'd do it. Like, yeah. try and, like, go for a recent serial killer that's still, like, alive and killing and just kill someone that way. It is pretty. I think it's kind of what slightly copycat killers are like, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. But the copycat killers, it's sort of like paying homage to that other, the initial killer. Yeah. Whereas my thought process is, oh, I don't want to get arrested, so I'm going to pin it on someone else. But not like, oh, plant evidence. I'll just kill it the same way as one of these other killers. Mm, yeah. Sorry I shot you in the foot, mate, with my sadistic nature. Yeah. That'd be quite clever from someone from Cleveland. I'm not saying they're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> well, I've now said that two times, that they're possibly stupid. So. Why are you attacking the Cleveland people? I, d- I love Cleveland. I've never been there, but I love it. So. Maybe we can go there after we go to Lincoln Park in Baltimore. Yeah, I really want to go to Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. I like Park. that place. Yeah, April 1938, we now move to, I think she was the last one to be killed, number... You know how I said I lost half my notes somewhere? Yeah. That part would have been on the other half of my notes. Ah, even though this is victim number 10, I think victim number 11 was the last one. Uh, She's victim number 10, but she died after victim number 11 and 12. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the last official victim. Timeline words. We're going to confuse the shit out of some people. Yeah. it's They did it on Wikipedia, and it's like it's quite confusing. So, yeah, basically, victim number 10, they found the lower half of her leg first, and then about a month later, two bags were pulled out of the river, and that contained both parts of the torso and most of the rest of her legs. So, quite grim. I'm not sure why I'm laughing particularly. We need to get on to 11. Yeah, this was the uh, first one to have drugs in the system as well. So we don't know whether she was an addict or whether these drugs were forced upon us. Are you talking about 10 or or 11? Number 10. Okay, cool. That's Jane Doe the 8th. Okay, that makes it any easier for people. 
Yeah. We now move on to the last two discoveries, which were discovered on the same day, I think, which is August 6th, 1938. August uh, 16th. 16th, yeah. Uh, basically, they first found a torso of a woman wrapped in a man's double-breasted blue blazer and also been wrapped again in an old quilt. That's what I mean about this guy. He's getting pretty dedicated. He's got a blazer, quilt. I think he's just getting rid of old tat around the house. And the legs and the arms were discovered in a recently constructed makeshift box, which makes me think that had been constructed possibly for that purpose. Possibly. And that had been wrapped in brown butcher paper and held together with rubber bands. She's doing quite a lot of effort. It's like almost like wrapping something as a present. Maybe it was a present for a certain Mr. Ness. Yeah. The head was wrapped just like that as well. The coroner noted that some parts had looked like they had been refrigerated. And it was while they were searching for more pieces of this woman that they discovered the remains of a second body, which was just yards away. And they'd both been placed in clear view of Elliot Ness's office window. So there's a theory that the murderer was taunting Elliot Ness. Which is what they usually like to do, isn't it? They like attention. Yeah. Once you got that far as well, if you, yeah, you're really taunting them then. You know, I've killed 12 people possibly. You still haven't caught me. The crime scenes are right outside his office, all taped off. The reporter's there. It'll be a brilliant sight. Yeah, that's the last official victim. There's a couple of others. Well, there's the Lady of the Lake. I'm not going to go into her too much, other than she had that same chemical treatment, I think, or something like that. Oh, yeah, coming. I know this one, yeah. Yeah, so that's why some people believe she's a victim of Cleveland torso murderer. And she died in 1934, so she was one of the earlier ones. Yeah, this is a good year before any of the others are discovered. Whether he went on a break or something like that, or whether there's more. Because as we've heard, there's at least 20 possible victims, isn't there? 12 confirmed ones, possibly 20. Peter Murrow believes there was another one as well, didn't he? But that's in a different place. I can't remember where that was. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. And it's because, is it Cleveland, Pennsylvania, the railroad links them? I have such great knowledge of railroads in America, a country that I've spent like three weeks of they're my life re- They're in. really long. They're really okay. long. And it's a, a, yeah, I think that's what I read on Wikipedia. That's source of all knowledge. I think there was about four in total in Pennsylvania. S- yeah, swamp murders, weren't they called, or something like that. No clue. I think so. I think that's why I read. So, yeah, and he was quite convinced they were also by the same killer. So, but there's no official decision on that. And I think that's about it. Although there was one murdered in the 1950s, which had a similar modus operandi, but I don't think they counted that as one so do you want to move on to suspects now uh okay yeah do you want to do that because you've got stuff on suspects haven't you i hate you so much please (laughs) (laughs) but you know that i lost my pages oh okay okay the first suspect was someone that actually lived in cleveland which kind of makes sense yeah it would have made more sense obviously he lived in rio de janeiro but okay (laughs) Um, he was a 52-year-old man named Frank Dolazel. Yeah. And he was named suspect on August the 24th, 1939. So a year after the last body had been discovered. Mm. So after he was arrested, he was primarily arrested in suspicion to the murder of Florence. And yeah. then he died under suspicious circumstances in prison. So fuck you, Matt. I could still do it. But he was also acquainted with Edward and Rose, apparently, as well, which is interesting. And which one was the one that had the heart ripped out, though? That was one of the John Doe's, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's one of the unknowns. Uh, I'd expect the killer, if that John Doe was actually killed by the Cleveland Torso Massacre, 
masochist murderer <laughs> to be acquainted with the one that had his heart ripped out. Possibly. He's like killing all the others just so he can kill that person. Yeah, that's also another th- thought that I've had. Maybe start up as a serial killer just to cover the person that I actually want to kill. So I kill someone, sh- a stranger, then I kill the person I know and that I hate and then kill another stranger. Yeah. That that's just like an Agatha Christie plot. That is. Oh, is it? Yeah, the ABC murders. It's exactly what one of the killers ah. does. He murders a whole load of people just so he can kill his brother. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Well, in hindsight, researchers that have looked into the Cleveland murders don't actually believe that there's any evidence linking good old Frankie to the murders. Well, I think they believe his confession was a little bit suspect. As they all were back then. Yeah. The only reason he confessed is because he'd been beaten into it. Yeah. There's a more believable suspect, they think, isn't there, though? Yeah. His name was Dr. Francis Sweeney, middle initial E. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he was actually in World War One, and he was assigned to the medical unit because, as I said, he's a doctor. And... Well, it sort of makes more sense that the killer would know about the human anatomy. Yeah. Because he managed to slice it up so well. Makes more sense than a bricklayer, doesn't it? Oh, a butcher could have done it. That's what I was going to say. The the paper, the butcher's paper and stuff like that. Yeah. That makes me think, could have possibly been a butcher. But then, I don't know, can you get butcher's paper? I'm not sure if you know this, Tom. I don't know. Can you get butcher's paper from a butcher? Maybe. If your friend is a butcher, maybe. Maybe. I know Angel from Buffy and Angel Buffyverse, he Mm. managed to get pig's blood from a butcher's. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, anyway, one of the things that made him a suspect to the police is because he specialised in amputations during the war. Yeah. And he ended up being personally interviewed by Elliot Ness. Mm. But they didn't prosecute, did they? Because they didn't think it was likely. Despite the fact he failed to pass, was it two polygraph machines? Two. But then again, even nowadays, polygraph machines are very suspect. So in in the 1930s, they probably wouldn't have been that great. Yeah. I think they say the bigger reason why he didn't get charged was because Sweeney was the first cousin of one of Ness's political opponents in Cleveland. Martin L. Sweeney, and uh, he'd hounded Ness quite publicly about his failure to catch the killer. So, And what did Dr. Sweeney do in the end? He committed himself. Committed himself to hospital um, confinement. Oh, right. Which is a little bit suspect, isn't it? Yeah. Trying to get out of the way somewhat. Yeah, and apparently Ness got threatening postcards up in the 1950s Address, well, apparently it was signed by Sweeney. Who knows if it was actually Sweeney? Yeah. But then again, him going to hospital confinement and then the murder stopping. Maybe after he was actually questioned by Ness and the others, the, the Cleveland gang, Martin Sweeney decided, ah, oh, he needs to go. Yeah. Because of his political aspirations. Yeah. We want him to get out of the way, basically. Yeah, he knows he's done it, but he doesn't, obviously, it's not going to look good for him if his cousin's getting first cousin's getting you know it's a murderer does it so yeah eventually you know he died in the hospital in 1964 yeah they don't believe any of the murders that happened after were him because like, there's one apparently in 1950 or something like that. But yeah, that was only because it was a decapitation i don't even think yeah. it was in cleveland was it yeah i don't think so yeah it's very unlikely that he if he was the murderer he murdered anyone else afterwards so so that would make sense the timeline would fit yeah, 
Because it does seem weird that after three years of killing, it just stops completely. Yeah. It's not even like the BTK killer who went for a period of not killing people for like 20 years and then went right back into it. It just stops. It's a bit like the, you know, Jack the Ripper as well. Although, what, what year did this guy commit himself? Um, is it 39, 40? I don't know. Uh, the only thing I'm wondering is, why weren't there perhaps some in 39? If he's still about 39. I don't know. I think the questioning and stuff happened in 1938. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah, but I don't know how long after the questioning he committed himself. Yeah. So, I don't know if it was immediate, but then again, if he was being questioned in 1938... Mm he'd be really stupid to immediately turn around and kill people uh, before he got confined into hospital. Yeah. I do think some of the circumstances of this do make him quite likely in some ways. Definitely think he's more likely than Frank. I personally believe it's Sweeney. Yeah. As you said, the only other person I think it could have been is a butcher. Oh, um, the the, the other theory I think we briefly mentioned was that, or did we mention, is is that... um, We mentioned my murder fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> some people believe some of the killings, some of the murders could have been done by different people, isn't there? There's a theory that some of them yeah. weren't all the same person. Yeah, which makes sense because, like I said before, it seems like the murderer is switching up his MO each time because there are different things. Or it could just be a different murderer and he's just latching onto the main thing, which is the decapitation. Yeah. And the amputation of limbs. Yeah. Well, that's a bit terrifying because that means that there's at least 12 murderers out there. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense. In a way, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. I think the possibility John Doe the first and the Lady of the Lake could have been killed by the same person because they both had that chemical thing going on. Yeah, that's true. I think Lady of the Lake could be a 13th murder or those two were murdered by the same person. But that also just... It leads me back to the doctor, because the doctor could get those chemicals easy. Yeah. He could also get drugs, couldn't he, as well? We're not yeah. actually sure what the drugs were, though. So I suppose the, the woman could have been a drug addict if she's living in this area. How do poor people afford drugs? Drugs are expensive. If it's pretty cheap stuff, though, you can get pretty cheap drugs. Mm. But there's uh, there's no evidence that she's a drug addict. I mean, he could have drugged her to get her more compliant. Yeah, that's what I think someone said. Yeah, it's basically like roofing someone. Yeah. And also that would make... Actually, was she the only one that had drugs in her system? Yeah. Because it's sort of iffy to me that most of his victims were male, right? Yeah. So how did none of them fight back? Why were there no other marks on the bodies? Actually, I guess the all the amputations could actually cover that up in decomposition. So, yeah, ignore me. Yeah. It's weird, like, how she's the only one, though, that seems to have had drugs. I would have assumed, because most of them seem to have been decapitated while still alive. Yeah. They must have been put down somehow or knocked out somehow. But we don't know about the details about the head. We don't know if they had a blow to the head to make them pass out. So I just assumed it might have been drugs of some sort. Yeah. If it is drugs to get be more compliant, she's the only one that we know of being like that. Mm. So, but yeah, I, I think it's possible you used it on the others. Yeah, I would, I keep saying that's what I would do. But that is what I would do if I was going to decapitate someone while they were still alive. Yeah. It would make it easier to do it. Yeah. My God, I'm going to get arrested after we put this up. I see. I would never do anything like this, but, you know, I'm completely normal yeah i think most people wouldn't do this 
No. Even though there are, like, at any given moment, 300 active serial killers in the US alone. Yeah. I threatened to kill my dog, but I would never actually do it. And Bullshit. Let alone I only had one him. of those dogs running around today. Where's the other one at? In the garden? Bullshit. He's running Start around out. underneath the patio. It's fine. Bullshit. He's having so much fun. Bullshit. What happened was uh, the bull went underneath the patio and he's running around after it <laughs> underneath there. Oh, God. <laughs> Remember what I said about how people don't care if we've killed people, but if we've abused a dog, (laughs) they will go batshit crazy. No, I I, honestly, I love my dogs. They're amazing. They're the best dogs ever. Bullet shit. (laughs) Anyway, Matt, what do you think? Who do you think? uh, Are we done before I get on to what you think happened? I've got no more, really. Okay, right, because... If you hadn't noticed, listeners, I have lost some of my notes, so I don't have anything either. I stopped having things about 10 minutes in. Yeah. The rest I've just been trying to remember or react to. Yeah. To be honest, I could only find two suspects. I mean, the piece that I was actually reading, the Cleveland Police Museum, that didn't even mention Sweeney, did it? I don't think that it mentioned any suspects. It mentioned Frank, but then just, yeah, right at the end, but then it moved on. Oh, because I didn't print that bit. Maybe it uh, did mention Frank, maybe it didn't. Yeah, it did mention Frank, so that's where I read it. But um, it didn't mention Sweeney at all. Yeah, which is weird. Considering he's the more likely. Yeah, it's more likely to be him in my eyes than Frank. Yeah. Also, I've heard things about World War, like, war veterans. It can do things to their mind, can't it? So. Yeah, that happens now. Yeah, so it could have been, like, some post-traumatic stress order kind of thing going on in his head. Or he's a sick fucker anyway, which is why he went into the war, so he could amputate people, yeah. like, with permission. Oh, the sick fuck. Mm. Yeah, so it might have been him trying to come back to adjust to life. But all he had to do was wait a few years, and then they would have had World War Two. Yeah, he could have done loads more amputations. Exactly. Instead, could you imagine how disappointed he would have be after he's confined himself to hospital, and now he can't leave, and then he hears about World War Two? I know. He he's been the only person devastated. I think. Yeah, I feel really bad if it's not him now. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> <If> it's him. <laughs> just realise it's not him. Yeah, just he... realise it's not even a hundred years ago. Like some of the descendants of his family might still be alive. Oh, it's weird. They had so you know for Edward, I looked on the, his like find the grave thing. Yeah, and it has like it had like all his ancestors. But also has like his daughter and stuff like that. And she only died like ten years ago or so. So yeah. she's possibly got, he's possibly has grandchildren or something like that, still alive. Yeah, but his grandchildren wouldn't know him, so. Uh, no, because uh, his daughter was only six when he died. I so. certainly hope his grandchildren wouldn't know him then. No, no, that would be sick. Yeah. Very sick. And also, this happens in Cleveland or Rio de Janeiro, we haven't discovered yet. So they're hardly likely going to see us walking around the streets, are they? Yeah. Uh, as I've said, people from Cleveland are excellent, they're amazing. They're the best. Bullshit. They wouldn't do that kind of thing. Bullshit. Wait, um, clearly they did do that kind of thing because the thing is called the Cleveland Torso Murders. Oh, actually, I did have one more slight theory. He could have been some kind of travelling guy because the murders only happened in, like, certain times of the year and stuff like that, possibly. That's the only other idea I've got. Maybe, but if he was a travelling guy, I wouldn't expect them to all be in one city in the space of two years. Yeah. Also, doctors... Three years, sorry. If it's a doctor, he only tends to stay in one place, wouldn't he? Yeah. You don't really hear much about travelling doctors. No. That's the only other possible idea I have. 
But no, I think it's probably a local guy that went after people that travelled or the people that were fringe of society that people wouldn't yeah. miss. To be fair, they are the best people to go for. To be fair, like if the murders weren't so brutal, like yeah. the media wouldn't have latched onto it either. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't have got. He probably would have got away with it for years. Yeah, people like Dennis Nielsen. They went for like homeless people. Who's the um, guy recently? It's that chef guy. What chef guy? Oh, Hannibal. He, no. Um, oh, he he on Tinder or something like that. It was, it was recent. It was in London. Okay. Okay. He gave. He, was it homeless people as well or something like that? He had found homeless people on Tinder. Why do these homeless people have Tinder? No, he possibly didn't. wasn't Tinder. It was one of those things. I think, no, it was Tinder people. Do you not hear about this one? No. It's like recently. He got, he got sent down recently. Good. I went on Tinder recently. It's very fun swiping. Is it? Yeah. It wasn't my Tinder right. <laughs> account, but I was being brutal for in my friend's names. 75% gentleman. 15% rebel. What the fuck? What? Anyway, yeah, that's just... <laughs> You've lost me now. Yeah, stupid Tinder profiles, man. Oh, right, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think it's the doc. The doc. Oh, all yeah. oh, right, <laughs> the doctor, yeah. Not the dog. <laughs> I, thought, no, I thought you said the docs or something like that. I no, like, I think it's the doctor. Yeah, yeah, I think it's him as well. Yeah, because of all my notes, I managed to collate that he was a doctor. If there's anyone out there, please don't sue us for whatever reason. Fuck it, sue us, try find us. Yeah, I think that's it from us, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's much more we can say. I mean, I hope we didn't confuse everyone because of our timelines and things. We confused ourselves. Ourselves. Yeah. If we were better at this, we would have gone through the victims differently, maybe. <laughs> I probably, to be honest, I probably wouldn't would have done it the same way if I was in the victims, because yeah. what other way is it? I was going to write down the order that they went in and then say it afterwards. So say they were victim, they were killed whenever. Yeah, but then we would have forgotten the victim by the time you actually said when they all got killed. There's quite a lot on the suspects, to be fair. You have to get through 12 bloody suspects. You mean victims? Victim, yeah. You keep getting suspects and victims mixed up. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> That's great for a podcast about <laughs> crime, isn't it? <laughs> there was 12, which is why I was just like, ah, oh, shit, we're going to do this one. Yeah, I said that to you last week. I was like, ah, oh, shit. To be fair, this, this is going to take forever. So far, has been shorter than the one about three people. So this one so far has been shorter than Sophie Blanchard. <laughs> How the fuck did that end up so long? Those French women are just so interesting, though. Ooh. Oh yeah, they're bloody French. I just I, once you get me started on French women, I just I never stop. So yeah, Ooh. I hope this has been informative and didn't confuse you too much. Yeah, because it confused me. Now I've got a headache. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Wasn't there a recent killer in Cleveland? A strangler or something like that. Let me just Google. This is why we have Google. I, I was pretty sure I read something about Cleveland Strangler. It looks like there was a movie called The Cleveland Strangler. Ah. I was actually a bit surprised there hasn't been a movie about this one yet. Probably has. Oh, yeah, there is a Cleveland Strangler, Anthony Sowell. Ooh. He was dubbed The Cleveland Strangler and also The Imperial Avenue Murderer. I prefer The Cleveland Strangler, to be honest. Yeah. So you got some sick fucks living yeah. in Cleveland, then. Yeah, so he, his number of victims are 11. Whoa. His number of victims are 11. Uh, at 11. That makes more sense, doesn't it? At 11. These guys in Cleveland are bloody nuts. Yeah. But also, the span of killings was only from May 2007 to 
to September 2009. So that's not even a long period of time. He must have been busy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was apprehended in October the 31st, 2009. That's probably the only reason he stopped. <laughs> Damn those bloody police getting in the way, hey? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, good way to end this, isn't it? Oh, wait a minute. The bodies were actually discovered at his house. Ooh. So maybe that's the only reason he is actually been arrested. Yeah. See, the other one thing I want to add about this this um, torso. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Flag. Before we before we go back on to what we were doing, he was also in the military again. Yeah, the Ooh. Cleveland Strangler was yeah. in the military. There's some similarities, isn't it? Yeah. Two. Maybe he's a descendant of Doctor Sweeney. Yeah. What I wanted to say was, what's this guy doing with some of the bits that? weren't found maybe he was eating them because there was that thing which one of i can't remember which one of the bodies but the coroner thought some of it had been refrigerated yeah so i thought he would be eating parts of the body and i, I don't i don't want to be kind of grim about this but what's going on with the penises and stuff like that that have been chopped off eating i guess i don't know what a, i was gonna say i don't know what a penis tastes like i mean if that's your kind of thing i mean great i guess i assume that it's cannibalism or is he keeping them as like trophies I mean, it's just... Maybe. Something about this, like, creeps me out. And it's not about he's killed 12 people already. That, that's creepy in itself, but... Where's the like, rest of them? Yeah, that's what creeps me out even more, is that there's bits... I mean, you're finding quite a bit, but there's bits you're not finding. But the thing is, if he was actually keeping those things, wouldn't that have been discovered after he confined himself to a hospital? Yeah, you'd, you'd go Eventually. searching. Yeah. Exactly, especially after he died, because he died still at the hospital. Someone has to pack that shit up. Yeah. Unless he got rid of it before he confined himself to a hospital, which, again, I think is silly, because he'd probably still be under police suspicion, maybe, that he's being watched. Yeah. Or then again, his politician cousin might have helped him get rid of all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been an interesting conversation, wouldn't it? Ah, I find it funny that we're talking about this and I've literally got message from Yulia saying any crime series to watch. Ooh, Inspector Morse. <laughs> Agatha Christie's Poirot. Oh, I've got halfway through watching that. It's good. Apparently this strangler attacked someone in 1989 as well. A woman who was three months pregnant. That's a bit like um, Fritzl, wasn't it? Just to get back to him again for the second week. Why are we always going over at Fritzl? He he raped someone, didn't he? A good uh, few years before he was it in a different country as well. Was it? Um, no, I think it was in Austria. But um, they have a thing where their crime after fifteen years or something it gets wiped off their criminal record. Bullshit. Well, that's what used to happen. Bullshit. I don't even like the fact that a juvenile record gets wiped when someone turns 18. Sometimes they're still bad people. Just leave it on there. Yeah. What is it with Cleveland for crying out loud? For God's sake. <laughs> a city in the middle of... I was going to say middle of nowhere. It's actually quite a big city. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should bid good day because you're due a phone call soon as well. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Anyway, I hope this was interesting enough and your main didn't... Your main... I was going to say your brain didn't turn into mush, but obviously mine has. Yeah. Because I keep getting words wrong. Apart from those two Cleveland killers, everyone in Cleveland's great, so... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's the truth. I'm sure their prisons are empty as well. The Cleveland Strangler is there by himself. Got no one to strangle, eh? Yeah, that's good, though. That's proper torture for him, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, let's end it here, I think. Yeah, might as well, because I have to edit the shit. And I've been rambling. Yeah. So, goodbye. Goodbye. Au revoir, au revoir, Yeah, whatever.